and we're live welcome back to the in my 20s podcast today i'm joined by once again a very good friend james how you doing hello hello you've you've been around the world in the last few years because you've been working on a cruise line so i i know i did want to touch on this firstly how did you get into working on a cruise line in the first place because it's quite a big kind of change from being let's say in school to chilling at home in your area to then being around the world and let's say your 20s and you're being and 21 yeah complete chance literally complete chance you you can't write off a situation anything can come from any situation because when i started in school i thought i was going to be like you like the others university i want to go to university i want to get a job that way very just normal and then i just failed a levels <laughs> i completely failed my attendance was maybe 40 50 percent yeah in sixth form like you have to go once you're in i was oh, i was so messed up i don't know why i did that and then i just decided from there right this isn't gonna work i need to do something else and i said personal training that's what i love i love being fit and active i've always done sport i thought let's fucking do it right oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. It's all good, bro. It's all good. I can bloody do it, right? <laughs> so I went and did that. Got my uh, got my course done. And towards the end, we were like on the it was sort of like springtime, you know, and exams are coming up, and you're like you're proper in the zone for it. Mm. And then one day, our teacher was like, "All right, we've got this talk on uh, on boats uh, after lunch." <laughs> and I was like, "Turn to my mates." And we're like, "Shall I go to that?" No, not really. I don't. Why would we go to that on boats? We, why it doesn't. You don't make the connect, right? You don't yeah, make, that, we're doing personal training. Why are you talking about boats? Do you want to go and have a talk on boats? It's not very compelling to go to, yeah. These are the exact thoughts that we had. And we're like, nah, let's just have lunch and then go home, like how we often did. But we're like, you know what? We'll make him happy. He's been really good to us this year. Like, he's seriously a great guy. And we just showed up to this and just like, see how it went, really. And this lady gave this presentation about what it's like to work on a cruise ship, about the, the opportunities you could have, the places you could go, the people mm. that you can meet. And it was all perfect. I knew that really? that was perfect for me. Did so it was, it was almost like it was destined. Yeah. Really, it no, all fell in line so perfect. It's very interesting how like you was on the fence about going and then it kind of swayed one way that you actually decided to go. But did the rest of the people you was with decide to go and work on a cruise ship as well? Or was it just you? One person did. Uh, it's very, very hard to get onto the ship because you have to go to an interview first and then you have to go through training uh, second and then you have to be selected onto the ship and then you go. So there's a big, big process mm. before. And then one person from my course went to the interview, got got the whole way uh, with me. Uh, he did a bit later than I did. And he left in five days. In five days? He left in five days. He didn't Four like five it. Days. He, did, he hated it. Wait, he just couldn't bear it, being away from left. home or on the, he couldn't bear being on the ship? Or? I, th I could get all the messages now if I wanted to, but I think it was along those lines. He wow. didn't like being away from home. He didn't like how often you had to work. And it, it's a serious environment. Do you want me to tell you about like what it's like week in, week out? Yeah, definitely. But first day. up, I was just thinking like, it's funny how at this young age, everybody I know who's gotten and done something like adventurous, it always comes by chance or by like spontaneity because yeah, I know for me studying abroad, I went to Australia purely because my good friend Matt was like, oh yeah, I just went to this. Uh, I saw him on the way back home from a lecture and he was like, oh, I just went to this study abroad talk. And I was like, oh, I quite like to do that. So I did right. it, and if he, if I had never, if I hadn't have seen him, seen him on the way home, or I hadn't have been to a lecture that mm. day, which I almost didn't go, I would never have known about the opportunity. I would have missed the deadline, and then it would have just been like, I, I never would have done it. it and just it comes out of nowhere. But then these experiences like shape our whole lives. It it's, really it's does. Crazy, it's crazy. But yeah, go on. I'm interested to hear about a cruise ship, like day in the life of a cruise ship, because to me, I feel like you know, I just like just a holiday resort. Like you just kind of chill, wake up work sunbathe go back to bed 
like but i <laughs> guess sounds about right have yeah. you been on a cruise i've never been on a cruise no never been on a cruise. is it just georgie that's been on a cruise yeah just our mate georgie yeah yeah, yeah 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 um it's different i i had never seen a cruise ship before my first day of work i didn't know mm. what it would look like i didn't know how it would be and it's good that you said that before actually about the whole like things happening by chance i mean we're so young still yeah we, we go walk around thinking we're so old and everything we're so young man mm. it's so different like all of these people that go on these cruise ships, they're all 50, 60, 70, 80. I met one guy, 101? 101 on a cruise ship. On a cruise ship. Mate, that's the life chilling. I want to have when I'm 101. Yeah, <laughs> it was crazy. I mean, oh, it's bananas. But I'll start like from the beginning. So each cruise is different. It's very different. I don't know what you know currently about it. I mean, I haven't gone into depth about yeah, it. Yeah, I think my understanding Seriously. of current like cruise ships are ginormous ships that basically sail different routes around the world and you can like board there's like you, there's a set route so you board at one point and then you kind of get off at one point type thing and i've seen some extreme videos of the ships turning like almost like yeah. i didn't even know 90 degrees <laughs> facing in the sea and i'm like how are they not capsizing yeah, but that's exactly. that's my understanding so yeah far. no you got a good understanding because <laughs> that's pretty much how it is you know what's funny actually on days like that we have really stormy days we're all like should we watch titanic no should no we, should we have that because you know when you're in the mood for a horror movie you're like oh, i get in the mood for it but there's nothing worse than being on a stormy ship where you're going up and down left and right and yeah. you're watching titanic i bet oh, but have you ever seen i've seen these videos where like chairs inside the restaurants of the cruise ships are flying across like yeah, the happens. other side of the of the room yeah. and like people are like hanging on and their legs are like just like trying not to fall over and yeah, fall yeah. sideways it's crazy because one time in the salon we had like because usually the spas the gyms they're all at the front get like the views of everything you know like you're on the treadmill you mm. watch everything you're getting your hair done you watch out the window yeah so we had windows each side okay and it was rocking side to side one second you'd see see that side and sky that side the next second you see in sky that side see that side it's really weird and then one time it rocked so far to the right all of the chairs, all of the products, everything came out, came out of cupboards and off of shelves and came yeah. down everywhere. And we were like, right, we need to get out of here. And it was so far down to our right, if we were facing forward, so far down to yeah. our right. And we had to walk uphill to get out of this room because the doors were on the left-hand side. So oh. we got out, but two people got stuck in there because they couldn't go uphill. They, were they quite old? They were... They didn't have good mobility. I'll say that. Say that. <laughs> I'll, I'll be uh, nice to them. Uh, yeah, yeah, they didn't yeah. have good mobility. They just couldn't make it up this hill, basically, because you're on a ship. You just yeah, yeah, right of course. Side. And they couldn't get out. So all they're seeing is out the window, see all of these massive waves. And then one of them actually had a panic attack. Yeah, oh, God, I, I don't like, I guess it's like turbulence, like turbulence and like being at sea, like when it gets rough, it's horrible. But the the reality is that the chances of dying in, let's say, uh, from turbulence or ending up in a ship crash or plane crash is so low compared so to like low. driving. Yeah. That it just doesn't make sense to be or that even worried. Walking. Like I walked here and then all of the cars that could have hit me, I would have died more times on the walk here than on, what on was a, cruise it, like, ship. a year and a half on a cruise ship. Yeah. Like, definitely. And that's that's the thing. It's so like almost irrational, but there's just something about the fear of the unknown mm. that you're kind of not used to. Like uh, walking, you do it every day. Yeah. Being on a cruise ship facing the sea, like, oh my god like yeah the it's something you have to experience to understand but you did get it right in the sense that you go from one port to the next you have like a set route and you go so they plan mm. these years in advance and some ships do seven days here and then they just keep doing that again and again and again and again some do like three four days some do up to 100 days or year-long cruises um people you can, can do stay a year-long cruise yeah, you can do um like world cruises from all over the world you go different ports all over the world my goodness i would love to do a year-long cruise I actually know. actually i actually you i say that sick of it. it would you get a bit boring be. but 
but you do meet people that they stay on from port to port to port and they do like cruise after cruise after cruise and they can mm-hmm. stay there for months so it's like wait haven't you been here for three months and they're like yeah we're just staying on here for you know our retirement basically yeah, yeah, yeah. And i was just like how are you doing that like would you want to retire on a cruise ship and just sail the world though no <laughs> definitely no, not i don't no. Like in my head, it sounds like it would be a fun adventure, but after a while, I think I'd definitely be. Yeah, be what sick you of it. what you do miss are the little things because you're in an air conditioned box uh, that's moving all the time. You're never still. The only mm-hmm. time you're still technically is when you're in port, but mm-hmm. then that's when you go out and you're on land. And let me tell you, when you've been at seven days at sea, when it's moving the whole time for seven days, and then you step out on land where it's still. That's the weirdest feeling. I bet you, your balance must be a bit like Ooh. a little bit. You walk funny. You're like, what's going on? <laughs> you know, here? it's like have you ever been like um, you're walking on an escalator. You know, when an escalator's not moving up yeah, and it's stopped exactly, and you have to walk up it, and it feels really weird because you're so used to them yeah. moving. No, going down, going down. Yeah, when you're yeah. walking down, because you think about stairs, you do that all the time. But then when you look and it's an escalator, That's your it, mind yes, thinks yeah, yeah, yeah. it's moving, but it's not. And yeah, so the amount of so times I've been so in, funny. Yeah, I've been in London underground. It's like I'm walking down this escalator that stopped. And my legs just like, and my brain are just on two different wavelengths. It's the weirdest feeling. And it's like what it's like when That's you get exactly off. That's exactly what it is. If I could explain it in a way, that would be exactly <laughs> that would the way be to it. do it. Because it is. Yeah. It's so weird. And you spend all of this time inside, you miss rain. And think about us. The, we live mm. in the UK. We complain about the weather all the time. It rains, what, mm. like 200 days out of the year. Yeah. But I missed it. I didn't get, I didn't see rain it. for nine months because I was in the Caribbean for nine months. It barely rains. When it did, it was like torrential downpour. Yeah. But luckily, I got quite quite good weather there. So I, would, I just wouldn't ever see rain ever. It's the small and things. Snow. It's the yeah, small things that make really a difference. Is. Yeah. yeah. Does every every room have like um, bedroom have a window on the cruise ship or not? Mm, depends on the ship. So the good ones, the better ones, yeah, they will every single one they'll have a window. You can open it sometimes. Usually you can't. Yeah. Uh, they all have a balcony. I know with UK ones they have like balconies pretty much on every mm. single one. Um so they're actually really nice rooms. The size of them are probably about the same size as this room. Mm. You know how you got like an ensuite over there? Yeah. It's got yeah, like yeah. a little bit for that. And you do have your own space. About like three by four meters, but, four, yeah. four by four meters. But you gotta think, they've got to fit three thousand guests, one thousand crew onto this ship that's going around there's all this a place. thousand crew for three thousand guests is that on a, maybe on average maybe on average. like four thousand guests there's one thousand on the biggest in the world i think there's up to 7k guests and two and a half k crew mm. which is crazy that's so many people packed into one space so they can't have big rooms but no, the really expensive ones are really nice yeah, I, they I, got I bet. They I bet. I bet. Sick balcony. Oh, They've got everything. It's yeah, great. that it's is the genuine life. life. Yeah. But on the on the cruise ships, you are a PT, mm. and I think you, we were talking the other day actually, and James was saying some very interesting stuff about obviously as a PT, you see loads of different clients, different ages, mm. and about how you see people's bodies and some who have stayed healthy throughout the years, some who have mm-hmm. stayed active, and then some who have just been dormant essentially and just been like lazy sitting in a chair. And the difference in terms of their health is is crazy Dramatic. and their ability and mobility. It really is. And it's the little things as well. They complain about walking, standing up. Every single time they would stand up, they would make a joke of, make a joke of, oh, 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 okay, I'm up. Every yeah, single yeah. time, every <laughs> single time, every class, they do the same thing. Yeah. And it's like pretty much on a cruise, everyone's old, right? We'll say everyone is old just yeah. as, a, as a standard. Um, of those 100% people that are over the age of 50, 90% have problems. Yeah. Big problems like their knees, their hips, their like joints mm-hmm. and everything. They're not moving well. And some do things about it. Like they go to like physical therapy, massage and acupuncture, things like that. 
but that's only that 10% where they've done it from the start. Mm. They work on prevention rather than reacting to it, you know? Yeah. So there's only 10% of the people that actually move well. And that's and that almost starts when you're young because obviously right now being 20, we're still active, but I know mm. that some of my friends who I used to play sport with loads, they're slowly dropping off. They're not playing. Mm. And if they continue to be like, not play sport while they're young, not go to the gym and maybe be less mobile, they'll end up like the 90% of people you see they on a will. cruise ship, right? Yeah. Let me tell you the amount of rugby players that came in. I didn't meet a single rugby player, ex-rugby player that didn't have a severe injury from mm. playing rugby. Like yeah. all of these sports, they put so much stress on your body. And, and because it's so fun, they enjoy it. They love doing it. They don't think of the consequences of mm. doing the sport, but you have to take care of your body. You really I played, it was I such played, an eye-opening experience. Yeah, I played rugby once for the school. I fell on my shoulder. I've been injured in like for the last five, <laughs> six <again>. years. <laughs> Never played again, but that one game ruined my body for the rest of my life. Oh, man. <laughs> If only you'd, you'd have the good frame for it. You're tall. You're fast. Yeah, know, Come on, it could have worked. But could have been no. a, a sevens player now. But do you, so what do you reckon right now? Let's say people in their twenties like us really need to do to be in that ten percent of people who are, are like 101 on a cruise, mobile, chilling. Don't sit down for too long. Yeah. Think about it. We're sitting right now doing a podcast. Right, I'm standing up now. When you're doing your uni work, how do you do your uni work for Mate, hours on end? Hunched over a desk, hunched over in the library. For hours. I saw your study along video. Yeah. For how many hours was that? I was about. I legit did eight hours eight of studying. Hours. Not moving behind a desk, just my not neck, moving. And then you get in a car to go somewhere. You're sitting down. You go somewhere with your friends. You're sitting down. Mm. You, the only time you're not sitting down is when you're in bed. Don't sit down. Honestly, mm. move as much as you can. Don't stay uh, sitting because I the human body is meant to be upright. Yeah, that's how we're designed. My posture is getting really bad as well. I need to. It's just so much. I think everything that I do, let's say work and leisure, and it's always invo or not always leisure, but working involves sitting down. Yeah, relaxing involves sitting down. And the more that technology technology grows, the less we kind of have to do. Because yeah, you check your phone. How how's your posture when you check check your phone? You're like, uh. yeah. And it's even it's even the small things though. Like let's say like before we'd have to you know walk to the bus stop get a bus. We'd have to walk to the, like the nearest taxi station mm. get a taxi. Now we get Uber, Uber comes right to our door. Mm -hmm. We have maybe a, a two meter walk. Yep. Then we get dropped off right to the place. Yep. And then even if you're, you want to eat something, right? Uh, so you're eating there, but you don't get up and make it. You go on your phone, you order Uber, Uber Eats. Eats, comes in, you're sitting there. You, you only get up to get the food and then you're right back and you're eating yeah. the food again. Sit down. And yeah, I think I can't do that. It's very, it's not worrying, but I think it's one of them things where being young, if you if you don't get into the right habits now, mm. you could easily end up, you know, hunchback, not being able to move well, no like good metabolism or heart or lungs. Big time. Because life is getting so convenient. Yeah. Like you I take advantage when you're young, don't you? Yeah, you, you do. You really do. You do, but like like but I know most people don't cycle. At my university I was very surprised actually because I thought, oh, you know, everyone lives away from campus, everyone's gonna cycle mm. in. I was I barely ever saw people cycling. The majority of people. Really? The, yeah, I was surprised. Because you, like a bunch of people got a bike. Hugh Bailey David's got a bike for uni to just like, get yeah. around. And it, that sounds, in it my sounds head, logical. that sounds perfect. Yeah, logical. And, and it's like, I don't know what it is, but the majority of people, some did walk in to be fair, but most mm. people I knew would rather get the bus two stops 
than oh, cycling. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just lazy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I I get it. I do get it, but it is just lazy. I used to when I had the zip card and it was free, yeah. right? Because you know that you just take advantage. Yeah, it's yeah. free. Take advantage. But when I'm having to pay for two stops, I'm like, no way. Just I would not that. do when that. When I used to go to the gym down in Orpington, just hmm. quickly take my sister's card, go on the bus. There you go. Fine. Yeah, That's exactly. Free and easy. Exactly. But now it's like I can't. I just can't do it. Have you seen that actually trying to? Uh, was it zap the zip as in get rid of the oyster card in london i didn't hear that no. yeah apparently there's a big campaign to save the oyster card and if you don't if save the oyster card yeah Ooh, like <laughs> it's an endangered species <laughs> legit and if you don't know what an oyster card is basically well when you're between oh was it, let's 11 say and zero, 16? 11 and 16 yeah, yeah um you get a free bus pass in the london boroughs and then uh, <laughs> and they're trying to get rid of it of course yeah trying to get rid of it yeah, so <laughs> I don't, it's almost at a voice break then but <laughs> No, this basically saved the zip, but um, yeah, and I th- I think cruise lines are definitely if if I if my career doesn't go where I want it to go, will be a, a great adventurous thing to do. Uh, hey, look, I said this at the start when I joined. If you want a like a job for because David said he was going to do six months out just to get a job, he's going to work in a bar. If you want to do six months, work on a ship. Work on a work ship. Work on yeah. a ship. You get to see the world. You get to earn money. You don't get taxed on the money. Mm. You get because it's all um, international, international waters. waters right? Exactly. And then you get to meet so many people from all over the world. Yeah. I met maybe 10 people that were British, 10 people that were British. Everyone else was from all over the world. Uh, probably the perfect place to learn a language as well. Could be. Especially yeah. if you meet someone there and you're very, very close with them. They have another language. I know so many words in so many languages, but just of course the, the they old, are the just the bad ones. Word. Beer, they are beer, just the beer, bad beer, ones. Yes. <laughs> no, that's good though. That's good. <sighs> Still useful though. Yeah, you know? for sure, man. Really I mean... What about, would you be tempted though, how long do you reckon you keep up being on a cruise line? No, for now, I am done. For now, I'm done. Uh, done. For a few years, I won't go back because Mm -hmm. of everything that's happened. I don't want to get back on a ship just to have my contract cut halfway through again and be sent home. Because I don't know, I think I told you the other day, uh, a cruise ship in Norway recently have like 70 cases. Yeah, I mean- Just for them being there. Like there's no reason for them to go back so soon. all, all um, All of the cruise lines that are starting back up again, are all catching COVID again on exactly. board the ships, which isn't good. Yeah. So, I mean, what have they? Has your work said anything to you about you know the COVID issue and going back to work on a cruise ship, or is it literally like, right, we're terminating everybody's contract for now? Yeah, they've kept us in the dark. They cut the contracts, and we're just at home. Everyone I know that's come back now has just got a job for now, mm. and then just just sort of like keep them going. Yeah, of course. Um, but we're just in the dark. We don't know when we could go back if we could. I know yeah. some people that are going back because some uh, are still running, but that's very few people, mm. two or three people maybe. And I guess they, I guess they don't have any answers themselves. But mm. I guess it would be nice Nobody if knows. they kind of said like, "Oh, like we don't know." Yeah, we're part. We're, we're, we'll be transparent. We don't know. That's yeah. it. But interesting times. Um, it is a shame because I'll tell you about the day-to-day stuff. It yeah. is perfect. perfect. It is perfect. Literally. You wake up, let's say it's a seven day cruise, right? You start in Miami, right? Mm. You set sail at 5 p.m. So you get that time in Miami to sort of like do stuff. People, that's like a port day. Um, What was it? Uh, Embarkation day. Mm. So on that embarkation day, you sort of get like stuff you need, you know, like toothpaste, clothes, things that you need. And then you have a sea day where it's the whole day at sea. Everybody's working. There's not a single person that has an off day on a sea day. And then port day, you go from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. And then you might have a shift in the morning and in the afternoon. So you get that time in the morning, uh, like midday to sort of roam around wherever it is, maybe Jamaica or somewhere. Mm. You go and enjoy the port and then go do stuff. And then you have to be back on for another sea day. You go to another island or another country or whatever. 
and then you do the same thing. It's like eight to five or six, and then you go. And then you can have a day where it's overnight, where you stay 8 a.m. one day, stay overnight, and then you leave in, I don't know, the morning or midday the next day. So it's perfect. You do your work, you go out and enjoy a country. You do your work, you go out and enjoy your country. Yeah, and good. then at night, they always have parties, uh, celebrations. There's all these independence days with all these nationalities. You can do all sorts of things mm. on the ship. No, it sounds great, it. man. And thinking about that, like one thing that I would have to ask is automation. Obviously, everything nowadays is becoming automated. Everything's mm -hmm. like powered by like technology on a cruise ship. Do you reckon that it could come to the point we were saying earlier, there's a thousand crew members currently, let's say on a mm. ship with about 4,000 customers. Do you reckon it could come to the point where they're able to cut down that 1,000 crew to, to 100? They are definitely looking into it probably for the last couple of decades. Because really? as I said, you've got to fit so much into such a small space. The biggest problem with a cruise as a, as a business standpoint is space. They take up rooms to sleep in. and Exactly. And then the food to get to them. Uh, I don't know if you saw, but when lockdown was actually happening, they had to throw away a, an entire warehouse of food that was meant to be for cruise ships that went off because mm. they couldn't supply it. Man, so yeah. that would be the space. So if they want to, well, if they would like to, they would look for a way. Definitely. Yeah, I think that, that like definitely there needs to be some middleman that could somehow intervene there and get that food before it goes out of date and send yeah, it to like I don't know developing what the, countries. What they did with it. It was yeah, it was yeah. a weird story that. But have you noticed any changes yourself? Where like let's say like one day he's walking by, there was a man standing there directing you to your room, and then you went back the next day and there's like a, a, a robot like Wally or something. It's no. like don't come to your room now upstairs. <laughs> uh, slightly racist. <laughs> that was funny um, because. No, you wouldn't really see that. No. It, because it's it's such a well-oiled machine, a cruise ship. It's so well-oiled. Everything is on time. Everything's punctual. The people that are there, they are on time to the minute because you only have to go up a flight of stairs and you're where you need to be. You don't have to go down the corridor and you're where you need mm. to be. So everything is done on time. The people, they're enough. Like a machine, there's already enough machinery on board. I think that would just sort of like ruin yeah. it a little bit more for the people in charge. But maybe maybe one day they'll be crewless cruise ships crewless cruise ships how many years James? Crazy. 150 years maybe the first crewless cruise ship oh <laughs> we have to be at least a few decades yeah surely be ages away a lot what a lot of people love about the cruises is meeting the captain that's such a big thing yeah bro he's got the hat on and he's yeah, in the top of the he walks around his help. office he doesn't actually he doesn't drive the ship i'll tell you that now. doesn't he, he just monitor it he or? just monitors it yeah he's yeah. just there for show pretty much maybe on the off day he will say right on the tunnel he'll say right I'm going to be the one to take us out of the port today. So enjoy your time, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But he won't ever do it. It will always be the second officer, you know, the third officer. It will always be these people that are actually running it. And then the captain just goes around. He uh, says hi to people, ask them how the, how the day is. They take pictures. They yeah, have these social yeah. clubs. It's, just, it's all for show. Mate, the but captain, it's the best job ever. Does he, walk, best yeah. job ever. does he walk in and everyone just goes, oh, Captain, clap, clap. They do. Literally, no he walks down to get his food. They're all turning around. They're like, oh, good morning. <laughs> Give him the big one. Literally, they love oh, it. Mate. And he gets paid so much. Though, he so must, much. He must be able to, like, he's obviously trained to take over the ship in an emergency. Though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. They train for years and years and years. Uh, the Most captains are over 40 or something yeah. like that. They're, they are pretty old people because they have to go through so much experience and so much like training and there's so much safety involved with running a cruise ship as well. Oh, mate, I bet. And just ships in general because captains can come from other places, not just cruisers, from other ships that are like big like cargo ships and things mm. just because they have that experience, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's, it's like the um, flying a plane, a pilot, 90% of the time mm. they don't really do anything, do they? It's just automated. Yeah. And then they obviously land the plane or like take over and 
guide it away from turbulence let's mm -hmm. say but how many hours do they have to do because our friend matt is doing it yeah, yeah, yeah. he how, i don't know how many hours he has to do before he can then fly a plane it's but hundreds, it takes years hundreds it takes yeah. years to get that experience and you have to do it you have to yeah yeah i would i would, I would actually quite like to to experience just being on a cargo ship one day just sailing oh that'd be weird wouldn't it be weird yeah like oh, i think it'd be more scary than the cruise ship because i remember one time on a really stormy day we were at the back at the top having a look down the side because there's like bits you can have like a look, have like a little view and it's just weird seeing this massive thing just moving up and mm. down and going left and right and moving around and you think it shouldn't stay up you think how is it even up Staying right now up, yeah because they've only got like this much for the anyone yeah, listening, yeah, I know. it's like a little bit in the water and then like enormous going up. Yeah, because their their side their sides are like I don't know what it's called, but it's yeah, not much above they the water. Yeah, they have to make it like a flat surface essentially, so it stays on the water, and then it's like huge going up out of the water. It's mm. like how is this staying upright? How are we mm. not going down to the side right now? Yeah, it's, it's scary. It's it actually is. scary. It is scary to think about, but it's something to experience. It's that mm. you, young people can do it. Uh, Carnivore, a great cruise line for for younger people that just want to mm. chill out, have a good time, three four days. You know, you can do a great one. <laughs> one of my favorite cruises was going to Amsterdam. Mm. Uh, for you stay there for one night, and then you go to Brussels, Belgium, on the way back, and that's it. It's like a four day cruise, and that overnight in Amsterdam is the funniest thing. Let me tell you, all these people coming back, old, young, they're coming back. They got their <laughs> eyes smaller, a little bit red. They're moving slower. They're talking slower. Yeah. They got big smiles from ear to ear. It's <laughs> the best thing to see. What's wow. the uh, the policy on bringing, let's say, weed on uh, on the cruise ship? None. Definitely not. Big Definitely no, no, because it most of it's American owned. Most of it is mm. like the American law. No drugs at all. You can't take them. They have random drugs tests. Uh, you have to have a drugs test before you get on the ship. So I did three drugs tests before going on to three different ships. Mm. And then I didn't get any random ones, but you can at any point be tested. And then you can't drink while you're like on work and everything. What about the customers? Sorry, the, the customers could they no, no buy it and damn take it back to UK Definitely or not. buy Definitely it and damn get I, on the I ship? I think and then... Dylan they call that an international drug smuggler, so they can't. They do can't. That. Okay, okay, yeah, that's very true. <laughs> yeah. What about though? Let's say they buy it and damn, and they smoke it in international water. No, they can't bring it on because every allowed. time there's security is a big thing on there because they have like threat levels they have uh, terrorist attacks potentially mm. pirates they have all of these security measures pirates. in place yeah yeah seriously they <laughs> yeah, have I know, all I know. of these measures in place um to make sure that everybody's safe so when you leave you have to like go through security you check you tap your thing blah 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 on the way back you have to go through a metal detector you put your stuff on like you know in the airport you put your stuff in and it goes through it's yeah. like that sort of thing. Like security is very, very high. I so thought you can't bring anything. I back. thought pirates were a novelty for like eight <laughs> years, <laughs> and then I seen in Somalia on the news like these people, their ships are getting yeah. fully taken over. With man. these automatic weapons, saying "Give us all your stuff." It's right, bananas. Take it, take it, take yeah. it. I do not want to mess around with that. Luckily, I didn't come across any of that. Yeah, but I think it's more like a. It happens more in Africa, right? Yeah, for sure. For There's sure. like a, like hot spots all over Africa for that. But, so I was quite lucky with that. Yeah. And obviously that's been the majority of your 20s so far. God, um, two years, man. It flies by. Two years. It, it flies, flies by. by. And what, what do you reckon you've kind of learned so far in your 20s? Just or what's been like some great experiences or learning environment, learning curves you've taken in the Bloody first hell. two years? That is such an open question. It I could, could be literally about be that for anything. Hours. Honestly, it's just the experience for mm. life in general i'm such a student of life now before if i would have been on this podcast two years ago before i went away 
God, I can't remember how many holidays, festivals, nights out that I would go to on a regular basis mm. and just not really care. You know, there was no like long term picture. It was just, I'm going to enjoy myself and that's it. Whereas now I have such more focus and more discipline. I'm so much more happier on a deeper level. Whereas before it was just like, oh, I'm going to go out, enjoy a night, come back and not remember it. You yeah, know? yeah. So I've got so much more life experience from what I've seen and all the people that I've met because all of these people that I've met are all different ages, all different nationalities, all different cultures. And it's just, it's just brilliant. And, really, and there definitely, yeah, there definitely is a correlation between age and going out less. And yep. you kind of transition to wanting to get blackout drunk to, yep. you know, wanting to remember good experiences and actually yeah. taking in what's around you. I think we were talking about this on Warzone recently as well. It's like, we're lucky we got that out of the way earlier because we mm. were partying earlier than most people do. Mm. Most people wait until they're a bit older. And mm. then obviously uni, they like proper go, go for like, it. This is peak time for but session. We just got it out of the way. And I think Jacob was the one that was saying like all of these friends that he has on uni that are just, like doing all of that now. Mm. And he just looks at it and thinks, wow, that was us a few years ago. And yeah. I'm so glad we moved forwards. Yeah, because that, that, that was, it's like a, it literally is a cycle where everybody every group or the majority will experience a phase in their life where they go from well, basically a heavy session so yep I, I was pretty much done after after second year for sure of mm. being out on the session a lot and going out more than twice a week but there was people i know you, you were you were quite, quite the character the <laughs> you were <laughs> i was quite the animal oh it was great but there was there was i still knew so many people at uni that were in third year and were like you know what i love it too much i'm just going to keep going out like four times a week yeah and i was just like i can't do it yeah it's crazy. I don't know how people did that. I'm glad I didn't have that uni experience yeah. of doing it four days a week. But I still remember in school, in sixth form, we go to Bailey's flat because he had this uh, this free space for us to sort of just enjoy ourselves. And we'd go midweek, we'd go Friday, we'd go Saturday, week in, week out, we'd be there. And it's like, why and how did I do that? Mm. Why and how? I just don't see how that... One of the things that I look back on now and think there's no way I could do that again was the Zanti lads holiday we had after our A-levels seven nights of just basically getting pretty much hammered and the amount of interesting stuff that well, interesting stuff that happened on that trip was quite quite amazing i'd say well uh, to this day i still go back and watch your video on it it's such a great video <laughs> but it doesn't even cover any of it because we all were just too far gone to actually say right let's film this because this is what's happening right now and this is interesting it was just Play it by ear. We're going to get smashed. We're going to do this, do that. And we just did everything. And my God, halfway through when I got concussed. Oh, I think that'll be a good story for the podcast, right? Definitely. Oh my goodness. I want to get your your take on it first. I want yeah. to get what happened from your perspective. And then okay. I'll let you know what so actually happened. Obviously, like every night you, you kind of go out. Um, let's say you start praying at seven or then you go out at like 12. Then you go like basically sesh throughout the whole night and then you sleep in the day. Yeah. And it must have been one night and... Uh, we was at Cocktails and Dreams. Everybody's really kind of basically drunk. And um, I just remember dancing and, you know, dancing, whatever, doing bits and bobs. And um, somebody comes up to us and like tells, because um, I'm obviously only with half the group and then some are with you somewhere elsewhere because everyone gets split up. Mm. And somebody's like, oh, like James just got concussed. And obviously being quite drunk, we're like, yeah, yeah, concussed, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, not really understanding what had happened. So we kind of just continued on with the night as normal. And um, I woke up the next day and um, um, we, we, we kind of didn't really know where James was. And I pretty much went on for a period of 24 hours not seeing you. Yeah. And, I, and then we kind of come to the conclusion that 
apparently you went to hospital last night or something like that or we're slowly all trying to piece together yeah, what happened that, oh, i got a good picture of the the morning after a really good picture of that um so pretty much normal night out you're getting smashed like proper smashed and if Sainted. anybody has been that's listening or watching that has been to any of these like greek islands like all of these party places mm. uh you just you get like you get cheap you ethanol get gets you going it comes in in barrels you've got happy hour for one hour right you pay like i don't know five ten euros you get free drinks for an hour when you're 18 that's such a bargain but you don't realize it's bloody it's poison. dangerous it's it dangerous poison so we just get smashed absolutely smashed mm. it's maybe like 2 a.m 3 a.m party's going on we're still going we plan to be out all night five six seven wake up to the sun no stay up to the sun's up like and then yeah, yeah normal night right normal night, and so obviously my party trick do a backflip i yes. do it on my own but the the party trick is when somebody grabs on my foot and throws me into it so i'm with ali and ali knows these people there so it's a group of five or six girls we're all just partying having a good time we're and we know them from back home we know them from back home i don't know like if we met them there or if we knew they were, were going they ali's there? langley mates i think i think something. so yeah, yeah something like that so obviously i wanted to get with one of them <laughs> the lads why not so we're like yo ali let's do the party trick why not because that sounds like a good idea at the time um oh. and it, oh, that trick has only messed up twice in zanti and then at prom <laughs> you've seen the video of me at prom <laughs> that's that's, a story that's another one that's well. another one but um ali grabs my foot and then i talked to him like couple of weeks after and he said that the countdown was the part that messed up because i went three two one but he went three two one all right go and then like he threw mm. me after i had already started going so i was like three two one like, i just wanted <laughs> to do it i got excited yeah, I'm like, let's I just do it so <laughs> yeah. that messes up so i'm halfway through a flip and then he starts throwing me so i just go flying into the concrete because on this club oh, there's no. just concrete on the floor the side of my head cracks onto this concrete. <gasps> oh my goodness. And then what from what Ali says, everybody just sort of turns and grasps. Goes silent. They just they grab them up, they're like, what just happened? And I I get up from what I remember, I smack my head, I'm like, oh that hurt. I need to leave. I need to get fresh air. So I'm walking out of the club. I didn't even look back to Ali or the the girls. I just walked out. I'm like, God, this really hurts. And I'm leaving and going down the steps. And I like start walking up the strip and I'm like it's getting even worse. This really hurts. So you might think actually, oh, from a concussion, he didn't get knocked out. That's not too bad. But I went to the hospital because it's just on the strip. They got this little mm. like infirmary bit. And I walk in and I'm like, oh, nurse, my, my head really hurts. Like something's happened. Can you check me out? So they do the eye thing. They check like how your pupils are. Put a flashlight in your eye, see if it's dilated. Yeah, yeah. Normal things. I, I think it's pretty legit. And then they're like, okay, well, like, you just hit your head. Just take some paracetamol and then just get some rest, sleep. Now, when you have concussion, and I know this now from doing personal training and everything, mm. there are two main things you should never ever do. That's sleep, never sleep if you have a concussion. And then if you're drunk, never take paracetamol or ibuprofen. This woman has just told me to get sleep and take some painkillers. The two worst things she could have said to me at that moment. So then I'm like, oh God, I feel so bad. I go back to the hotel, it's like 3 a.m. Oh, on the back uh, of the It is what it is. It's like 3 a.m. And then I just start puking. Like yeah. big, like <laughs> David-sized big, ones. Like big, big ones. I get back to the hotel and I'm just puking for two hours straight. Two hours straight. Damn. John comes back because, you know, he's like, he, he comes back he's early. Yeah, he's yeah. sensible. And then he told me that I was just puking for ages and I just wasn't making any sense. I was slurring. I was just saying all these things. Mm. I was shouting. I don't remember any of that. I remember walking back. And then when I started throwing up, I can't remember anything. 
And then I sleep for 29 hours after staying up for a few hours. And that is making very, nonsense. very impressive. And crazy. I think there's lots to learn from this story. Firstly, never trust your mate to do a backflip no in Cocktails tricks. and Dreams with mm-hmm. you. Um, no party tricks. Secondly, do not trust any doctor or doctoress in Zanti. Yeah, that was dodgy. That, that really was. Because when I got back to the UK, I went straight to A&E. They checked me out. They said, yeah, you've got a serious concussion. Don't do any physical activity for at least four weeks. Uh, just try and get some rest, stay hydrated. They said as well, there's a potential chance of amnesia because I don't remember some parts of it. But they just gave me some really strong medication for it and then mm. just said, take it easy for a month take it easy and i bet there's a big blur between what you lost uh in terms of memory because of drinking and because of the concussion yeah and merging them together drink and concussion i'm surprised you i'm surprised you remember anything yeah because you gotta think we didn't sleep for until we got back yeah so we got maybe four hours sleep until you wake up you know you do something in the day you go by the pool and then you sleep again have a nap and then that's it you maybe get like five six hours the the maximum the maddest thing would have been if you got the concussion and drink so bad your memory went for like a week and then you woke up in a bed after 29 hours sleep in Zanti like that was Whoa. so weird and I don't remember any of it so they they all come back I had to like wrap a t-shirt around my head because it felt like my head was gonna pop because I had to wrap it around just to make sure my head wasn't gonna explode mm-hmm. and I don't know have you been concussed before no anyone that's listening would know how it feels it's not a headache people think you get concussed you hit your head it's a bit it's a big bad headache it's not you feel like you got the flu like you throw up your your whole body on the inside feels like it's being like twisted in a blender it's the worst thing and then your head of course is the worst part about it but it feels like all of these things are going on you feel like you're gonna die at any moment Mm. so after sleeping for that long i wake up and i'm like what just happened because i I know a lot of time has passed and then they're like bro you've been sleeping for like a day and a half you missed last night you missed our speedboat crash you missed this you yeah missed that. i was like what just happened and when when we say 29 hours we are literally not exaggerating at all yeah you was asleep for basically two yeah, days yeah we calculated it uh, john day. told me i must have slept at like five or six and then i slept all the way through 24 hours and i woke up at 10 i woke up in the morning that day 29 hours man you've got to love it and then it's crazy nowadays you're a new man still the occasional backflip i hope but yeah the thing is now i do a backflip like if we're just out and about i can do a backflip on my own that's fine no one else i can do it on my own that's fine you don't trust anybody to help you anymore that's you know what i don't blame you crash mats around yeah but when you're on concrete and everybody's had a lot to drink it's not yeah yeah it's not a good idea idea. but where do you see yourself then obviously we've grown up so far but where do you see yourself in i always like to ask everybody who comes on the show this in five to ten years time uh, late 20s mid 20s where do you see yourself what do you see yourself doing at this current point in time now obviously nobody can possibly know everything yeah. changes but if you had to i mean it's not something you i really think about and I know mm. most people don't that's why i like to kind of put them on the spot and ask mm. but where do you see yourself no this is something that i think about a lot now because i said i'm Lockdown. a student of life and of life, yeah. i've got like a, i've got to improve as a person each week each month each year and in five years time my dream i want to chase my dream i want to be a professional mixed martial artist and have a fight i'm not going to say i'm going to be a world champion because mm. i've started too late i think that's already yeah. been gone i just want to have one professional fight and then before that i'll focus on having my first amateur fight 
And before that, I'll focus on training, which I'm going to get back Starting, into yeah. uh, now that the gyms are open again. I'm going to get back into it. And now that I'm going to have lots of free time, I'm going to be doing it twice a day, morning, evening, every single day, six days a week. So yeah. that, and then on the side of that, I'm going to have obviously like the life and everything, but I'm going to have my YouTube channel. So mm, we're going to sort out like a big collabs a coming, video, soon. Uh, coming soon uh, and all of that stuff. But it's going to be on the cruise ship life to start with. It's going to be all about the cruises, see how that goes. And I have lots of friends that are going to be working on cruises once it's all back open. So I can get lots of uh, like admittance yeah. to all of these cruise ships. So I can yeah, get sure. a lot of content about what it's like. These different cruise ships go on the best ones, the worst ones speak with people there mm. that will be a very interesting thing so no, those are my I, two main things they're the two right main now. things and you know what i really resonate with that first point you said you said about make just you don't want to be a pro you don't think it's too late for that but you want to have a professional fight and i literally have exactly the same goal with athle uh, athletics because i know i'm not going to be a pro i never i started a bit too late i never quite had the the natural ability in my muscles i never i kept getting injured mm. but my goal over the next few years is to and the reason why i keep training as well as health is that I want to make it on to the list of the top 500 fastest people in the UK for 100 meters. You can do it. And it's, do it. it's, it's a very doable thing. So I'm yeah. like 0.3 seconds off now of getting on the rankings. Yeah. And hopefully by my mid-20s, I just want to make it on the rankings one year and I'll be happy with, you know, do it. I'm happy I've done it. Yeah. And it's like the same thing. You want a prof one professional fight. I want to make it on the rankings once. And it's like, t sport is such a good thing. Oh, and then- great. And then yeah. YouTube as well. I mean, a yeah. lot of people really get mixed up with sport. Like, I, I don't know a lot about what you're doing specifically, but I know that a lot of it will be to do with mindset. Obviously, injuries and things happen, and mindset is so key. You can't focus on a hundred. You have to focus on one first, then fifty, then a hundred. Mm. You have to you have to build it up, right? You can't just say, right, I'm gonna be on the leaderboard. You have to focus on correcting what's going wrong with your hamstring. Then yeah. you have to focus on getting yourself back into your your prime. And then you have to focus on getting better and then better and better. You just have to have focus and discipline and consistency. That's the biggest thing. That's what you need. Biggest thing. Man, that's very true. That yeah. is very true. Well, James, thank you very much for coming on indeed. I look forward to seeing all of the cruise ship vlogs. I can't wait for them. Hopefully they'll be coming out soon when COVID disappears and life is back to normal. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I hope you come on very soon. Yeah. And I hope we've all achieved them goals we want to achieve. Of course, we've said it. We're gonna do it, right? Yeah, I love, I love how the way your channel's going, right? I love those little uh, wallets you put on the back of oh, phones. Oh, yes, still the phone I, wallets. I need to pick up a few actually, three of Definitely. the black ones. Uh, and just everything's going well, man. It's yeah, going mate. really well. As well, I said, consistency. And thank you to everybody listening to the podcast right now. If you want to check out James's socials, check the link in the description. And I will soon add when his first video comes out his link to his cruise ship vlog. And yeah, thank you for listening, James. I'll see you soon. Thank you very much, man. Bye-bye.